A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome to Security. This is the podcast that I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same mantra as me, then before we get to today's guest, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, click that subscribe button, leave that five star rating, and leave a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, hi, click that subscribe button and leave a comment and leave a like button as well. Because we need to keep spreading the word it's okay to not be okay. Now, let me tell you about my guest today. I guess that you all know from season five of Too Hot to Handle, where although she thought she was going on Love Overboard, she represented the British ladies in exploring her vulnerabilities and what has held her back in relationships thus far, with an insecurity of not feeling good enough, as well as being the queen of facial expressions, especially when she is shocked that money is being spent on kissing. So without further ado, I'm delighted to welcome two Sikilians, it's Megan Thompson. Hello, Megan. Hello, how are you? I am very good now that I'm speaking to you. How are you doing? Good. I'm good, thank you. All good. So you messaged me, which is quite rare for someone to say they want to come on the podcast. Usually I'm the one going after guests. And I'm so glad you messaged me because I absolutely loved you on Too Hot to Handle, but we never got to see you. So first question is, why did you want to come on Scooting School? What do you feel like on the show we didn't get to see of you? I'd previously watched two of the cast members from season four on your podcast. And I really feel like it brought out their personality a lot more, And which obviously I want to do. Too Hot to Handle is a 10 episode show which um, you follow 14 different people's journeys on the show. So, of course, if it was all about me, it'd be the Megan show, not too hot. I just think that I'd like to just talk to you a bit more about me. Well, this is absolutely perfect because you're right. And I think as well, as as soon as we got kind of to the second half of the series, and we'll talk about too hot in a little bit, but it very much focused on Louis' relationship and Alex's relationship. And therefore, everyone else kind of became part of the background. You know, that final episode, and you're supposed to reflect on what happened in your whole experience we only saw you for literally one line so i want to know more about your journey and go all the way through it so let's go back to the beginning for you megan talk to me about your upbringing who you were at school and who was the megan that shaped who we've got today i grew up in a little village in cambridgeshire and all my family live in the same village so i'm a very you know family mean a lot to me and we're very tight-knit Throughout school, I didn't really do well, to be honest with you. I never really enjoyed it. I wasn't good at the work. I just didn't enjoy school. You know, some people go and they'll work hard and they'll, 
do their homework. That was not me. I was one of those people that was friends with everyone. I was in like what would probably be known as like the popular group, although at school I would not talk to any of the boys. I just would not talk to boys. And then um, I started my first job in Topshop and obviously Topshop Top Man. We worked together. So in like the dressing room at work. I just wouldn't talk to any of the boys at all. I don't know what it was. I was just like such a girly girl person. I don't need to be the loudest in the room. You know, I'll crack a few jokes, people laugh. But I just, you know, some people like like to be that like big, big personality in the centre of the room. Everybody's, the attention's on them. That isn't me. I'm just more like, you know, I'm very chilled, sit back, just go with the flow. It's amazing to have that attitude. What were your parents like with those values that they gave you then? Because some kids are like... I've, you know, like only child syndrome and it's like they need to be given everything or they need to have nothing. Where did your your parents' values fit in with that? My mum would always to do whatever, whatever I wanted, she would help me towards, if that makes sense, whether that be goals, personal life, social life, anything that I'd ever wanted, my mum would give me. My dad, he was around until I was 20, I think he was 22 and then sadly he passed away. My dad had cancer, so he had kidney cancer but it spread he was given about four months but he lived for four and a half years after his diagnosis which is just incredible and I'm so grateful for that because you can either look at it one way or another way the way you can look at it is like oh you know this is horrible this is you know this is so unfair life is unfair for everyone it is unfair or you can look at it you know we had those four and a half amazing years that the doctor said we wouldn't have how did you change as a person you're going through your late teens early 20s where you're trying to work out who you are and yet you've got your dad who's really ill you've got your mum who's probably using you for a bit of catharsism to just let it all out and obviously makes you kind of grow up that little bit more how did you find navigating in those years so I think um before his diagnosis I was maybe a little bit of a party girl like I, I enjoyed going out on the weekends with my friends as everybody my age would when he was diagnosed I kind of just reined it in just spent more time with family that is what was most important to me at that time and I'm glad that I did you know there will probably be a few occasions where I went out and then I'd be like oh I could have could have gone and seen my dad yesterday but I did spend a lot of time with him and when you go through something like that it does change you massively because you do realize you know everybody says life is too short which it is but you're like oh it is things can be taken from you so quickly. When he passed away obviously you'd had four and a half years to get used to the idea yeah. what was the grieving process like for you? Towards the end he was put on different trials so like chemotherapy trials basically because he was young he was fit he was I believe he was 50 when he passed away so he was he was young basically he got an infection and he had to come off his chemo tablets and it was one of those things the infection's either going to kill him or him not being on the chemotherapy and it was actually the first day that we got put into lockdown that he got put in a um, hospice we were watching like Boris on the news saying oh we're going into lockdown and the rules changed we could only go in and see him for two hours in the hospice a day like per person me my brother my stepmom my little brothers then he passed away five days after that we had the whole funeral outside it was literally just 10 family members I was living at my mum's at the time my stepmom had to get permission for me to stand with my brother at my dad's funeral it was horrendous like you know you see it on the news you see people talking about it but it's just you know, in a way, I, I do think to myself, maybe that was best because I don't think I'd like all eyes to be on me anyway. And it was a beautiful send off. But it was like, it was a very, very hard time, especially being in lockdown, 
I was on furlough so I literally just spent months at home my mum my brother went to work so he was distracted but then obviously that kind of thing can you know do different things to your head either way yeah I was I was glad that I did have the time just at home not doing much to kind of process what was going on I don't want to get into a COVID route of being COVID and I and the vaccine blah 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 but I'm interested mentally in the way you look back at it now the fact that lockdown was so prolific and so heightened when this all happened to you how do you look back at that time mentally of I had to go through a grieving process and I had lockdown where we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know how to feel about ourselves. And we didn't really know who we were and if we were able to adapt to being alone like that. I just remember when I first saw it on the news that there was like two cases in the UK. My dad was traveling a lot. And I remember texting my stepmom like, can we just wrap dad in uh, cotton wool? Because he was very prone to like catching things. And I thought if he catches that, like that will be it. It was just really, really difficult. And I was getting texts from my friends saying, oh, I'm so annoyed. I can't see my boyfriend for X amount of weeks. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, you will see him again. You will see him again. And there's so many people out there who lost people. Obviously, mine wasn't through COVID, but it was at the time. And it's just, yeah, you know, you see things on the news, as you said, we won't go into like a COVID row, but you see things on the news and it's like, I lived through that. Whereas other people were just living through furlough, getting paid to do nothing and just chilling out and not being able to see their boyfriends, but you will be able to see them. So that's okay. What are those biggest memories that you're now treasuring and think about when you want to think about him? My favourite memory is actually the day that he uh, the day before he passed away. I went to see him for some lunch. He had like a full dinner, considering how poorly he was. He had a full dinner. And we had um, some 80s music on the background because that's what he loved, like 80s music. And we were just dancing. I've got a video on my phone of us just dancing around his hospice room to this music. It's, it's mad in a way because, you know, you think that, you know, people be laying there, you know, really poorly. And he was just upbeat all the time, playing pranks on us, dancing to his favourite 80s music. Whenever I hear Lisa Vandross, Never Too Much, that's my dad's song. And it comes on everywhere I go. It's so lovely. Well, if you listen to Magic or Smooth FM, it's probably every eighth song is going to be that song. <laughs> Literally, we were in Ocean Beach in Ibiza a couple of weeks ago and it came on and it's just like, I think it's quite a popular song at the moment as well and it just comes on everywhere and I love that. I really do love that. And I do try to go to his grave like every couple of weeks and I just like just like to sit there, if you know what I mean. I think at the time it was really hard, but now you have days that are hard, but you also have days that are okay. And like when I got the show, my dad, like it's something that I'd always wanted to do, like do a reality show. and. Back in August, I think it was 2018, he, I found a text from him saying, oh, I hope your TV show dreams come true. And I was just like, oh, they did, Dad, they did. And also, when I was in the retreat, I've got this little charm bracelet that my mum bought me, and it's got his writing on it. So, like, when I sat there in the retreat and I was having a bit of a bad day or whatever, I'd just look down and I'd be like, he is always with me. So for those that are listening, if they're going on their own grief journeys, the first thing to say is griefencounters.org.uk is an amazing charity that will help yeah. you with your process. Give them a call, check them out. But also, they will be going to visit the grave of their loved ones. And there's always a question about what do I do? And I've been to my grandparents' graves and I kind of stand and I kind of awkwardly talk and I don't ever really know what to say. So... When you were going to your dad's grave so often, what do you actually do? Do you just sit there and just think about old times? Are you talking to him? What do you find as that place of catharsis and when you're at the grave? So I'd normally like play one of his favourite songs. I've got like a whole playlist on my phone. Obviously, Lucy Vandross is 
like number one also he loved rhubarb and custard sweets so I'll often take like a little bag of sweets and just have a sweet with him or on like occasions I'll take like beers and stuff I like to make it look pretty if that makes sense so I've dug a little section of it and I put like loads of pretty stones down take flowers I feel like when I go I'll take like scissors and cut around the edges of the grass to make it just look more neat that to me is comforting because I'm like I feel like I'm still doing something for him Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's talk about too hot to handle. So you went on this journey through the retreat where you went to find your self-love. Did you find the self-love for yourself? I did, definitely. I think the main thing that I bought, like that I came out of the retreat with was I can really stick up for myself now. I, I wouldn't before, if that makes sense. Like that's not just in relationships, in like life in general, friends, whatever it is. If I believe something, I will say it and I will stand up for myself. Whereas before, I don't think I'd just be like, oh, whatever. And what about now you've got a boyfriend in real life? I have. A real uh, life boyfriend. A real life boyfriend. We saw that, we, <laughs> it was on your social media a couple of days ago, we saw a bit of a tattoo on the arm of a leg. Yeah. <laughs> giving away little clues there. It's almost like X on the beach level. Um, <laughs> What have you taken into that relationship? What are the lessons you've learned from the retreat? And But also, what have you learned from him that's changed the way that you look at the world now in relationships? 
I think like we just have so much trust between the two of us that I don't worry about anything and I think the main thing is as well like you need to be friends with the person that you're with like you have to have the friendship there as well as being in a relationship if not I've just learned like from previous seeing stages or dating it just doesn't work if you're not the best of friends anyway so yeah I am very happy now and so you come off that journey and now the show went out in July but people are still finding out word of mouth I didn't even know it was back until you messaged me I literally had no idea it's one of my favorite shows (laughs) how are you finding this new reality world because you're obviously you're getting more followers every single day more people are going to find out about the show obviously you've mentally physically moved on you're in a new relationship now but now it's like your tv time to shine to navigate yourself through this reality bubble now that love island's done as well so how are you finding that whole new world that you're in it's been fun it has been really fun i think as you said like because it was filmed a little while ago you do kind of just move on in your head and there's days where you think did that actually happen and then you don't find out what is shown until it's shown so you never really know 100 percent in your head like how much airtime I'm going to have other is the viewer going to like me as a person but all of my response has been amazing like everybody's been saying how much they love me and how much like they can relate to me and that's what I wanted like I wanted to go in there be the person that I am the girl next door you know just a normal normal girl and I do think that has really come across and you know I'll have girls message me all the time like that's how I feel and obviously I can't reply to all of them but I think that's like it's nice for people to see something like that on TV and know that they're not the only person that goes through this. It's like before when, you know, I'll talk to my friends and they're going through things. And at the same time, you're like, well, I went through this at this time, but actually seeing it play out on TV is different than your friends just saying, well, I've been through that too. It'll be all right in the end. It's very funny. There's a poem, an amazing poem called The Dash, and it's all about you obviously alive at a time and you die at a time and in the middle there's this dash and you don't really know what goes on in there that journey we're all on our own journey it doesn't matter when things happen at it just matters that it's going to happen to you at some time and you've obviously yeah. had experiences earlier on and your friends are having it later on and you can't compare those experiences but when you're in this reality world people obviously look up to you how's that changed for you now that people are coming to you for advice rather than you seeking it from other people it's nice because I think like when other people when it's not just obviously your close girlfriends are going to come to you for advice on like dating or or just life advice friend advice but when it's random people that you don't know from all over the world I think it just shows that everyone is the same essentially everybody goes through the same things it doesn't matter where you're from it doesn't matter your background it doesn't matter who you are everybody goes through something and I think if people like you know if the girl young girls message me and say oh this is what's happened with me it is nice to be able to be like, well, you know, it'll be all right in the end because it actually will. Well, that's it. It will be all right. So now we've got Megan, who has been on Too Hot to Handle. She's got a boyfriend. Um, She's happy in love. What's the next TV show you're going to do? I wouldn't do any, obviously, reality dating shows. Um, I am very happy, very settled with my boyfriend. And we've also got a miniature Pomeranium called Bo. So yeah, I'm very lucky. I've got a little family now. <laughs> TV show-wise, there's one show that I would absolutely love to do, which is The Real Full Monty. So yeah. Just to explain it, Ashley Banjo and Colleen Nolan do it for ITV once a year. It's for uh, cancer. And it's basically all uh, men and women who are celebrities who have got someone they know who's gone through cancer or they've gone through cancer themselves, strip off for charity at the London Palladium and do a big show. So over to you. When I saw that, the first ever series of that, I was like, that is what I want to do. I think at the time, I don't know about dates wise, but I think at the time my dad was still here. 
but I was like that is what I want to do how am I going to do that I'm not a celebrity I've not done any tv work before how am I going to do that and I think the funniest thing would be if I was to get that show I am the worst dancer you will ever meet I have two left feet I cannot dance I cannot sing I cannot dance but that would not stop me because I would absolutely love to do that like that is like on the vision board but as yeah you said that it's coming back I've heard that also so maybe next year if you don't get that show would you consider doing something else to raise money and awareness for cancer that's not on tv yeah yeah definitely I think like I've got um I've got two younger brothers and an older brother and they've all done like different charity fundraising things or like my little brother did a fishing show a fishing match I haven't got a talent other than being me so I definitely like to do something for for charity. I'd love to go on one of those like 5K walks or something like that. I, as I said, I've got bad knees as well. So I need to be careful. I could never do the London Marathon. I'd love to do more like talking about young person's grief, which is obviously hard to talk about, but over time it'd probably get easier. But when um, everything happened with me, I felt there was only one influencer online who had been through the same thing with her mum like a month before. So I always used to go back and look on her page I've not seen anything like you know an actual young person talking about you know losing a parent losing a friend and I have got like people in my friendship group who have been through the same thing different people so yeah I think that would be really I think that'd be really good was Megan Thompson thank you so much for her for being so vulnerable and opening up about her grief journey for a few love to what to handle like I do Seb Melrose and Sophie Stonehouse from last year season four are on Circadian so go and check it out in the library right now and if you enjoyed this episode if you're listening on iTunes and Spotify click that subscribe button leave a five-star rating and leave a review and on YouTube if you're watching click that subscribe button leave a like and leave a comment let's keep spreading the word it's okay to not be okay and if you want to connect with me on social media i'm on tiktok at johnny seifert 92 twitter at johnny seifert instagram and johnny seifert is where you can find me and next week on security and it's the return of the security and Secure book club it's where we talk to our favorite authors about their mental health themes in their book this time it's nicola gill talking about swimming for beginners and janaid ahmed from tarif i'm johnny seifert thank you so much for listening until next time thank you and goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 